The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Well, hello there. Welcome to another grand edition of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is our number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you want to join the show, email blackfocusradio at gmail.com. Also hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget about the podcast. Just go out. And you know what? You don't even have to go out to the podcast platforms. Just go out and Google Black Focus Radio or Edge it or Firefox it. Whatever browser you use. Some of y'all still got AOL, believe it or not. I'm serious. Um, just type in Black Focus Radio. We, we will appear. So there's no reason why you can't stay in touch with us and get to know, uh, stay in the know of what's going on around uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and the United States, and even the world. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Woo! <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, where do you start? Um, uh, we'll certainly give you an Akron update. We'll give you a Highland Park update. Big press conference last night by the, the brass in Chicago saying, we're going to do this. You're not going to do a damn thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else uh, We want to talk about Oh yeah uh, There were some drug dealers that were let go I mean Dealt big time drugs Made big time money And nobody goes to jail But Communities across the country Are left in their wake we're, We'll talk about that today uh, Also Let's see what else we've got We'll talk about Malcolm and what he speaks about black leaders. You know, I've been talking a lot about that lately. Uh, well, we've got a piece that we're going to play uh, by Malcolm to talk about black leaders. I'm sitting here, I wrote, uh, oh, I know what it is. Uh, we're also going to talk about Gavin Newsom uh, because Gavin Newsom is basically laying the groundwork of what I've been saying Republicans need to do. That's going to attack. Okay. So um, we'll talk about that. I saw another Chris Jones commercial, or I guess it was a meme. He's about some parade he was in in Northwest Arkansas. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, by the way, we'll also talk about a chief in Minnesota who is upset, or he claims to be upset because they were using targets having target practice with black people on them. <laughs> and 
And you, you won't believe how they were discovered. The, the ignorance of them. And, well, I'll keep those comments till we get to that point. Okay? So, that's just kind of crazy. Let's see what else I have on my list. Um, oh, so that's about it. So, as you can see, we've got a jam-packed show. And there will be some other things, I'm sure, that will... Uh, wiggle its way into the conversation today. But, uh, <laughs> man, good old America. You got to love it, I guess, maybe. But what else do you have? Where else can you go? That's part of the problem. But anyway, so we can make this thing official, you all know what we've got to do right now, right? That is... Black Facts. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. Lest we forget the editorial written to all black people in the July 6th, 1910 Los Angeles Times. After Jack Johnson won the heavyweight title by beating the great white hope, Jack K. Jeffries, riots then defined as white people attacking black communities broke out because of white anger towards Johnson beating their champion. Do not point your nose too high. Do not swell your chest too much. Do not boast too loudly. Do not be puffed up. Let not your ambitions be inordinate or take a wrong direction. Let no treasured resentments rise up and spill over. Remember, you have done nothing at all. You are just the same member of society today you were last week. Your place in the world is just what it was. You are no you are on no higher plane, deserve no new consideration and will get none. You will be treated on your personal merits in the future as in the past. No man will think a bit higher of you because your complexion is the same as that of the victor at Reno. That triumph is a personal asset of Arthur Johnson, a Negro, to be sure, but not the particular person who stands in your own shoes. Remember that if it did establish the fact that man for man all through the two races, yours was capable of being wrought into the best pugilist, which is not the case, even then, there would be no room for becoming swollen with pride. That would not justify you jumping to the very illogical conclusion that you are on top. You are no newer. You are no newer that mark than you were before the fight took place. You must depend on other influences to put your race on higher ground and you must depend on personal achievement to put yourself 
on higher ground. Never forget that in human affairs, brains count for more than muscle. If you have ambition for yourself and your race, you must try for something better in development than that of a mural. As for the white man who attempts to insult you because of the fair victory won by one of your race from one of the white race, you can well afford to ignore him and respect him. The fact that the man's skin is white does not make him more or less brutal or cowardly. He is no credit to the white race and wouldn't be none to any race. Such conduct is more than foolish. It is asinine. No savage fresh from the jungle could manifest more brutish traits of character than this. White men who, who are men worthy of the name will not join in any fresh crusade against your race already too long and too cruelly persecuted. Do not dwell too much on matters of race particularly when it relates to the characteristics in which the dullest of the brute creation is superior to all men of all races and colors. Think rather of your own individuality, of your personal achievements, but ambitious for something better than the prize ring. Cultivate patience. Grow in reasonableness. In Increase your stock in useful knowledge. Try for new things which distinguish man from the beast that perish and leave no results of life behind them. Endurance is part of Johnson's good qualities which stood him in good stead. Hopelessness and good nature are others. Try to emulate this member of your race and these qualities. Their possession will do you more good and count more in behalf of your race than it would if a black man would knock out a white man every day for the next 10 years. Wow. By the way, that is from the Los Angeles Times, as I said in 1910, after Jack Johnson beat the Great White Hope. If you haven't seen the movie starring James Earl Jones as the Great White Hope, then you might want to see it. I'm trying to remember. I know there have been documentaries on Jack Johnson, but I'm trying to remember. Has there been another Great White Hope movie as of late? I don't think it has been. But Jack Johnson beat the dog. In fact, I actually, and you can go out on YouTube. There's like a minute and 20 second video. No, I think it's three minutes and 20 seconds of Jack Johnson just pummeling this white boy. I mean, just pummeling him, you know, finally knocking him down. The crowd was angry. They were jumping in the ring. Some of them wanted to fight Johnson. And of course, if you know the story of Jack Johnson, he was flamboyant. Married a white woman just to tick white people off. <laughs> you know, and by the way, this article talks about him being a brute. Jack Johnson wasn't a brute. You all do understand that Jack Johnson 
created a patent for something we called growing up the monkey wrench. Okay? So Jack Johnson wasn't just a fighter. And when you go and you watch and you chronicle Jack Johnson's life, you get to see just how smart he was. This guy, although when I first watched The Great White Hope, I was probably 9 or 10 years old. And I was uncomfortable with Jack Johnson. I had never seen a black man do that. And then it was on TV. And I was like, whoa. But as I got older, I watched it again and again and again. And then obviously began to research Jack Johnson and began to realize just how great this man really was. And his demise, unfortunately, was a car accident. Did someone tamper with his car? I wonder. We'll never know. But it stands to reason that that is certainly a possibility based on the time, based on the things that Jack Johnson did. And white people hated him. So, again, another great black fact. Jack Johnson was a fighter in spite of everyone else. He wasn't going to be coward. He wasn't going to back down. And although he did end up marrying a white woman, this man was 110% black. No if, ands, or buts about it. No if, ands, or buts about it. I, and I implore you to go out and check it out. Go do some research on Jack Johnson, the great Jack Johnson. In fact, probably, arguably, the best heavyweight boxer in the history of the sport. Because you got to think about it. Back then, they were fighting 30, 40 rounds. I'm serious. Okay? Jack Johnson was undefeated. He was what you call a bad mama shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Jack. So, go check him out, folks. Spread the word. Tell your friends. All right? Tell your friends. When we come back, well, we're gonna, not going to take a break, but I will tell you. I've got something else that just popped in my mind I want to talk about. All right? Uh, so, let's go ahead and, as I like to say all the time, is that's our black fact for today. Listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinnetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568 and uh, I will hook you up with a nice advertising package. All right. So one other quick thing, since we're talking about blackness, I got into a conversation about Luke Kim. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rap person. Uh, I, oh, by the way, that reminds me. I'm going to clean up that rap video that I talked to you about. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do it to last night, but I will do it tonight, hopefully. And I'm going to play that back for you as well. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not, a, I'm not a rap fan at all. And especially this trash that has been played as of late. 
I heard, a, I was listening somehow, I forgot where I was. I heard someone playing a rap, a rap song. And I think I pulled up in a parking lot beside a guy who was playing a rap song. And you could hear the lyrics. And he was talking about drinking that purple. Now, drinking that purple means they're drinking cough syrup on that lean. And I'm like, what? Okay. Maybe they need to put that behind the counter and they have to be above 18 to even buy it. But anyway, so the reason I, I, I bring this up is because this was a, a post about Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim, obviously... If you saw her and what she looks like now, she's frightening. And she made comments to the fact that the reason she is the way she is or has she she admitted she had low self-esteem was because anybody she ever dated was uh they always would break up with her and go to a prettier girl. And she always dated, and when she dated black men, because that's what she grew up dating, they would always leave her and go to a prettier girl or go to a, a, a girl with what she called European-style uh, features or white girl. Now, I kind of I, I find that hard to believe, but okay. So she's claiming that that's why she went through all this plastic surgery and changed her look because she never thought she was pretty. Then she had issues with her dad. And her dad never gave her positive reinforcement. And the Post basically started blaming black men. Well, what do you know? See, it's black men's fault that Lil' Kim didn't have any self-esteem. And I had to chime in because, again, I'm going to tell you now, if it come across my wall, and if I get the gumption to respond and you are attacking black men over BS, I'm going to respond. I'm not going to disrespect you, but I'm certainly going to respond. Just like I played the piece yesterday about Gloria Steinem and the, and the CIA using black so-called feminists who are oxymorons to attack black men, which ultimately divides the family. Yet black feminists don't want to admit the fact that they are and were and created by the CIA. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. So I responded to the post. And I basically said what I just said. And I said also that self-esteem is, is established in kids, whether they are girl, girls or boys, at a very early age, it is the responsibility of the parents to help them with their self-esteem. So to blame black men is just ridiculous. Because here's what I did with my daughter. And I told them briefly about this. One of the things, one of the books, because we read growing up, and what you see the what little Kim saw, and many of our black children see today, is that the, 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 the standard for beauty in America is a white person, is a white woman. You've arrived when you got a pretty white girl, a blonde, blue-eyed white girl, which is a bunch of crap. Because I can tell you right now 
that there are so many beautiful black women of all colors of the rainbow. No offense, but the beauty of a white woman doesn't hold doesn't hold a candle to them. I saw a picture today of this black model. She's black as the night. Drop dead gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. So what I'm trying to say here, and I'm going to wrap up here, but I, but I wanted to go ahead and get this out today, is that I'm tired of the black man blame game. The blame the black man syndrome. Okay? BTBS. BTBS, blame the black man syndrome. That's what I'm calling it now. Everything now is because of the black man. And black women are buying into this hook, line, and sinker. So I offered them, I said, look, here's what I did for my daughter. I bought a book for her called Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters. And if you listen to this show, I've told you about this. And we would read this book. And this African king had three beautiful daughters. And they would always try to ask him or get him to admit who was the prettiest. And he would never admit, he would always come to the conclusion that all of his daughters are beautiful. They all have unique talents. But those unique talents made them just as beautiful as the other. You understand this, right? I read this book to my daughter. It was about five years ago. She was in, a, she was in Third World Press uh, in Chicago. And she called me on the phone. Because I'm going to tell you, my daughter's self-esteem is out off the charts. <laughs> Love my baby girl. She called me on the phone and she said she was tearful. You could tell she had been crying. I said, she said, Daddy. I said, what's up, baby girl? She said, you're not going to believe what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm looking at right now. I said, okay, tell me. She said, remember that book you used to read to me all the time when I was a little girl? Because I didn't just read the book to her once. We read it. She loved the book. I would read it to her often. I would have her to read it. There was a method to my madness. She would, she called me and she said, I'm looking at the book Mufaro's. And when she said Mufaro's, we, we say it in unison, Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters. And she said, I want to thank you for creating in my mind how beautiful I am. And she is gorgeous. If you've seen some pictures, oh my God, my God. My, I'm, I look, I don't mean to be patting myself on the back. My mama had something to do with it too. But my daughter's gorgeous. She's a pretty thing. And not only is she pretty, she's smart and she's intelligent. She's independent. But my point being is that it's, it's, it's up to the parents to help create the self-esteem in their children. If it's not the parents, then you've got to put them in places where they can create. You know, sports, early sports is a big is, is a huge way to help create self-esteem in children so they can have some successes. See, the more successes children have, the higher their self-esteem will be. 
So you got to continue to put them in places where they can be successful. And unfortunately for little Kim, apparently her father nor her mother, and I found it interesting in that post that they wanted to crap on the dad, but wait a minute, where was mama? Because you would tend to believe that because she was a daughter, she would have paid more attention to her, her, her mother. Although we know that the first person a young woman falls in love with is her dad. I see that with my son's new daughter. And she looks just like him. And she's already a daddy's baby. Barely five months old. Ain't nothing wrong with it either. I'm proud of him. Because I, I, I didn't spoil my children, but I let them know that dad was dad. Okay? Wasn't perfect. Didn't do everything right, as I've instructed him. But just be there. Just be dad. And unfortunately for little Kim, and as I've told many women, as I've talked about it over the decades with my father's rights organization, I love my children too. I've said, the common denominator of all the negative behavior our children participate in is fatherlessness. And that includes low self-esteem. That includes that as well. And little Kim suffered from that. But it just wasn't her dad, it was a mother. And as I told you earlier, y'all start posting this stuff. I've had enough. Everybody craps on the black man. Even more so now the black woman. Black men have had enough of that. This is just not me saying that. But as I read other posts and as I talk to other black men, part of the reason black men don't date black women, and I'm just going to be real with you, we're tired of it. Either you're going to be our help meet Oh, you got to get the gone. You got to get the hell gone. And that's what a lot of brothers are saying, unfortunately. We're either in this thing together or we're not in it at all. And that's what brothers are beginning to realize. Because just like other races are seeking out you, black woman, they've been seeking out the black men all along because they know the power. When he's empowered, how great he can be. Now, we can come together. And be empowered as a black family. Or we can continue this stupidity of blaming black men for what white supremacy has done to us. One other quick point before I go to break. To make the point to them that how white supremacy was affecting little Kim. I posted the doll challenge. Y'all know what the, ch the, the doll challenge is? Go out to YouTube and just simply search for... Black doll, white doll challenge. There are multiple videos out there. And what came out early on when they started doing these tests back in the 1960s that black children already knew the effects of white supremacy and how it affected them. And when the, when the facilitator would ask, there were two dolls on the table. A black doll and a white doll. And he would ask the black child, who's the prettiest doll? And throughout the blind, uh, throughout the test, black children, black girls, black boys, all of them picked the white doll. Why did that happen? Because black children knew that to be white afforded you things that you didn't get as black. 
That's how white supremacy was affecting their minds as well. It affects our minds every day. And it affected the little Kim. And to say that black men did that, y'all are wrong for that. We're going to take this break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show. It's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 525-5683. That's how you get in touch with me. If you'd like to join the show, a lot of stuff to talk about today. We'll talk a little about uh, a little bit about the police actions that's going on. Of course, we'll get you updated on what happened in Akron and and uh, Hyde Park here in just a moment. But got a couple of stories I want to jump into real fast. Kansas cop who killed innocent man in swatting incident is promoted. Now, notice I said who killed innocent man is promoted. Y'all get that right? 
Now, first of all, you say swatting. What is swatting? Swatting is, those of you who are not gamers would never get this. But it could happen to you simply because, and I'm going to get a little technical with you, that if you have, if you're at home and you're running an open network where your IP address is available, I can see your IP address. And your IP address, basically, every computer, whether, well, look, every computer. And those of you who don't realize it, your phone is a computer. It has an IP address. Your tablets are computers. They have IP addresses, okay? Your desktops at home, your laptops, anything that you use to connect to the internet has what is called an IP address. What that does, every computer is assigned one when it attempts to connect to the internet. That's Without an IP address, you're not connecting to the internet. Now, what you don't realize is if you don't take the proper precautions, your IP addresses are open to anyone who wants to see them. And then I can take that IP address and trace to where you live. Hello. So how do you get around it? It's very simple. Get a VPN. A VPN might cost you five, six dollars a month. Get a VPN. And what a VPN is called a virtual, a virtual private network. What it does is it basically scrambles your IP address. So right now, if I'm at home on my computer, or even if I'm on my, my laptop and I'm out in public, I'm connecting here in Little Rock. But I've got my VPN set up to show that I'm actually connecting in another part of the country. And it varies every time I connect. It could be in Texas. It could be in New York. It could be in California. That's not my real IP address. And I can also set it to where it shows that I'm connecting overseas in Europe, in Australia. Just depends on what I want to do. And it's scrambled. So if you're trying to trace back my address, you're not going to be able to do it. That's what a VPN is. So just a word to the wise. If you don't have a VPN, you should get one. And apparently this man in this story didn't have a VPN. And what happens, swatting occurred occurs online, particularly in the gaming world, okay? And what happens is people play these games. If you all don't know, eSports is big business now. People make big money playing these Internet games, whether it's Call of Duty, which is a war game, or whether it's Madden or the NBA, and there are all kinds of games out there that people play online and compete. And oftentimes they put up money. And let's say I'm playing an individual and we've got $500 on the line and I beat him. He gets ticked off. He then tries to trace my IP address because here's what he does next. Once he traces my IP address and finds out what city that I live in and gets my 
home address. He calls the local police in my home city. And he says, there's hostages in so-and-so, so-and-so address. He, there's a man with a gun, and he has hostages, and he's fired a weapon. And the police roll up on Moss with SWAT teams, everything else. And you're in your home, <laughs> and flashing lights, and the police are outside. Pull out wherever you are. This is police. Come out with your hands up. And you're in there like, what the hell's going on? And you walk out the door, and the police shoots and killed you. Only to find out later that this person had been swatted. Let me read you portions of this story. A Wichita, Kansas, who shot and killed an unarmed man who was targeted in a swatting hoax has been promoted to detective, a move the victim's mother called atrocious. Police were called to Andrew Finch's home by a bogus report of a deadly hostage situation and office and officer Justin Rapp fired on the 28 year old dad seconds after he stepped out onto the porch. According to the Wichita Eagle, Rapp claimed he thought Finch had a gun. Though he conceded, he did not actually see a firearm. It pierces my heart, Finch's mother, Lisa Finch, said to uh, set up Rapp's promotion. It sends a message that civilians don't matter because that could have been happened to anyone. Rapp was not even charged nor disciplined in connection with the with Finch's 2017 death. Now, wait a minute. How can you be a police officer and kill someone accidentally and claim, because see, here's what bothers me about all of this, is that all police have to do now, and I've told you all, police are America's sovereign citizens. They are the only people that can murder people and get away with it. Here's a classic example of it. And all they got to say is, I thought he had a gun. Same thing in, look, what are they saying in Akron? They said, well, he had a gun and we thought we saw some flashes. Like he was shooting at us. But when he got out to run, he didn't have a gun in his hand, but we're going to shoot him 60 times anyway. Police are the only sovereign citizens in America that can kill people and get away with it. And not only that, get a vacation and get promoted. And in this particular case, this guy didn't even get disciplined. He got a promotion. You proud of that? How could our municipalities, any municipality in any city or state, be happy about promoting someone who made the most egregious error that you can make, and that's kill somebody? That's the last thing you want uh, as a detective. Because are you sure he thought he saw a gun? Or did he panic and just shoot this young man, period? 
That's a problem. But again, they're the only sovereign citizens that we have. More police news. <laughs> Which one do I want to do first? We'll get to the police chief in just a moment. Because they're just comical. They're, they're, they are. They, they're just comical. I thought I had another one here. So here's here's another one for you. A Michigan police chief has apologized after it emerged that the department used images of black men during target practice. The Dickens, you say? They did what? Now, this is nothing new, and I'm curious to find out how many other police departments around the country are doing the same thing. Because if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, there was a police department in Florida who got into hot water because they were doing the exact same things. Okay? They were doing the exact same thing. They had targets and they had pictures of black men as targets. Okay? And that's what they used target practice on. That's what they use it on. So what does that do? That reinforces in your mind that every black man, see that's, that's subliminal reinforcement right there, folks, if you don't understand what that's doing. You might say, oh, that's just targets. That don't mean anything, but it does. Because you throw in the negative stereotypes that black men already have in America that is perpetrated by the media and has been so for decades. And now you've got the police using targets that does nothing more than reinforce your subliminal negativity towards black men. Period. End of story. At the end of the day, you shouldn't be using anybody as targets. But here's what the Michigan police said. Okay? Here's what he said. A Michigan police chief has issued a public apology after reports that targets with images of black men were seen at his department's target practice area. Now, to me, you might think that's okay. But as I read this story, it became even more disturbing to me. It really did. It became even more disturbing to me how this was discovered. And the question is, number one, why didn't the police chief know about this? Who was the person responsible for ordering supplies? And would this have stopped this practice if it wouldn't have been discovered by some Boy Scouts? What'd you say, Dave? Huh? What? Huh? Let me read on in the story. Concerns about the images were initially raised in April after a Boy Scout troop toured the building used for target practice by the Farmington Hills Police Department. A photo taken by an unidentified individual on the tour shows at least three hanging targets of black men holding weapons and a group of children gathered around one of the posters. Huh? So what you're saying to me is that you 
had some Boy Scouts to come and tour your facility and you didn't even have the temerity or you had the temerity to leave these offensive targets up and then have the Boy Scouts take pictures around them? Oh, way to go, Popo. Are you serious? <sighs> the targets have since been removed. Farmington Hills Mayor Vicki Barnett confirmed to reporters. I'll take this on the chin. This one on the chin. I apologize to each and every person in this room, this community, my department, my city council, my city manager, according to Police Chief Jeff King, during a June 27th city council meeting. I can't overlook this, but look this, but I promise you this, this will make us stronger. This will make us better. This will make us more transparent, and this community overall will come out better for this. Newsflash, no it won't. No, it won't. Because if you really wanted to make a difference, you should have fired who, the person who was responsible for getting those targets in the first place. And by the way, Chief, as I asked earlier, why didn't you know about this? Now, here's something interesting. The images of the targets used were consistent with Michigan Commission on Law Enforcement Standards and were intended to represent a mix of both threat and non-threat targets. Really? So who is this Commission on Law Enforcement? I don't know, but I bet all of my white boys. More to this story. The difference between a threat assessment target and a silhouette target is threat assessment targets allow you to identify if a threat is there. A silhouette target is only for target acquisition. Our targets consist of a mix of genders and races and are shown holding a variety of items. The chief said 85% of the targets used during training were Caucasians and 15% were black. Liar. Don't believe you. Don't believe you. King also apologized to the scout troop for not providing a full explanation of those targets. Hmm. Of course, everybody's upset. You know, they say a review is underway. So... A legal review is underway, and the purpose of the targets will be explained to any future visitors, King said in the city council meeting. We do everything with a focus on our community, he said, adding that the target training is meant to help with implicit bias. Liar. So why is it that you're always shooting black folks and you don't shoot white folks? Uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just asking for a friend. This country is amazing to me. You know, you probably could do a study of how not to be a democracy. Someone needs to do a documentary 
on building a democracy, and this is how you not you're not supposed to do it. You use America as the example. Whew, loud, loud, loud. We'll take a break. We're back in a moment, and you're listening to Black Focus Radio on joinatradio.com. Hi, I'm David W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the weekly sports magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about joinedradio.com and if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out call me at 615-554-0568 for more details in the meantime stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com hello to quality time at marco's Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show. This segment, we'll talk a little bit about the drug dealers who got off scot free. <laughs> this is from the Associated Press. Judge sides with three major drug dealers, I mean drug distributors, in a landmark opioid lawsuit. A federal judge on Monday ruled in favor of three major U.S. drug di- distributors in a landmark lawsuit that accused them of causing a health crisis 
by distributing 81 million pills over eight years in one West Virginia county ravaged by the opioid addiction. The verdict came nearly a year after closing arguments in a bench trial in the lawsuit filed by the Kebble County and the city of Huntington uh, against Amerisource Bergen Drug Company, Cardinal Health Incorporated, and McKesson Corporation. The opioid crisis has taken a considerable toll on the city, citizens of Cable County and the city of Huntington. And while there is a natural tendency to assign blame in such cases, they must be direct decided, not based on sympathy, but facts of the law, according to Judge David Faber. In a, he wrote in a 184-page ruling. In view of the court's finding and conclusions, the court finds that judgment should be entered in the defendant's favor. Cable County Attorney Paul Farrell had argued that the distribution should be held responsible, distributors should be held responsible, for sending a tsunami of prescription pain pills into the community and that defendants conduct and was unreasonable, reckless, and disregarded the public's health and safety in an area ravaged by the opioid addiction. The companies blamed the increase in prescription written by doctors along with poor communication and pill quotas set by federal agents. While the lawsuit alleged that distributors created a public nuisance, Faber said West Virginia Supreme Court has only applied public nuisance laws in the context of conduct that interferes with public property and resources. He said to extend the law to covering the marketing and sale of opioids is inconsistent with the history and traditional notions of nuisance. Faber noted that the plaintiffs offered no evidence that the defendants distributed controlled substances to any entity that didn't hold a proper registration for Drug Enforcement Agency and Department of uh, Board of, of Pharmacy. The defendants also had suspicious monitoring systems in place that required by that was required by the Controlled Substance Act, he said. So here's the bottom line here. And if you want to go out and look at an interesting story, I can't remember the title of it, but 60 Minutes did a piece on this. Now, look, let me ask you something. Let's say I'm a, I'm living in the hood and I'm distributing drugs. Are you telling me that the only reason that these people got off because they had the proper paperwork from the federal government? It doesn't matter the, the death and destruction that they caused. It doesn't matter. 80, think about it. 81 million pills in eight years. That was 1.1 million pills every year. Do y'all understand that? They only had 93,000 residences. There were over 1,067 emergency responses to uh, over, suspected overdoses, significantly higher than each of the previous three years, and at least 158 deaths. Okay? So far, just this year, suspected overdoses have prompted at least 358 responses 
and 465 emergency room visits. So for a town of 93,000 people, you're pumping a million pills in there a year? Do you get that? That's two pills per person. Unbelievable. And these corporations are walking away scot-free? You see, this is the problem with America. This is the problem, and what you all don't get is your politicians have set this up. It doesn't matter if they're Democrats or Republicans. Your politicians, you heard that part of the reason that they were able to get off is because they had the right paperwork from the right boards, the right, the, the right agencies. They had done all their paperwork, so it's not their fault, even though that they knew that, see, that they weren't giving these pills away. They were making money. They were making money off of people's misery and their deaths. And they're not responsible? Basically, what this judge is saying to me is that, hey, y'all should have known better. Y'all should have been taking those drugs. See, that's what they said to black people in the crack epidemic. It's y'all fault. Nobody's going to be responsible, even though the federal government was flying cocaine into the black communities. Oliver North and his crew, Richard, uh, uh, I'm about to say Richard Nixon, <laughs> but Ronald Reagan and the Contras. That's what they were doing. We know there's there's evidence. Gary Webb, who worked for the San Jose Mercury News, lost his life because of this under murky circumstances. But here we are again, clear evidence, and they decided that, hey, the people that made the pills, this is the gun lobby all over again, folks. I call it the gundemic. This was the pill-demic. That's what it was all over again, the gun lobby. It's just amazing to me. It's mind-boggling that they are not responsible for pumping 81. Look, that doesn't make sense any kind of way. I don't care if they do have the right paperwork signed. This was an abuse of people, of misery. Poor people who couldn't get jobs. And they ended up killing thousands of people. And not just in this area of West Virginia. They did this all over the country. And now you're saying they're not responsible? Who made the damn pills? Let me tell you something. If I make a car, and people, uh, millions of people buy my car and the brake starts going out, even though I have all the paperwork signed, I got all the inspections, I'm still responsible. We've seen this over and over again with cons consumers and products. I keep going back to the Tylenol scare. And Tylenol had nothing to do with someone putting cyanide in their pill boxes. But Tylenol was responsible. Tylenol lost a huge market share. Tylenol, the reason you have those little plastic uh, labels on your lids now, it's because of the Tylenol scare. Tylenol lost millions of dollars because of that. Because people felt like they were responsible, even though they weren't. 
someone hijacked their product. But in this particular case, these opioid companies knew that this was irregular, but they didn't care because they were laughing all the way to the bank. And you can thank your politicians for that. We'll take the top of the hour break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. 
Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second hour of the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you'd like to join the show, we'd love to have you. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and download the podcast. You can can also send me an email, blackfocusradio at gmail.com. We will respond to you, I promise. Okay? So... A lot of stuff to go this hour. Of course, we're going to give an Akron update. We're going to give a Highland Park update. Uh, we also want to talk a little bit about um, Gavin Newsom. And he's leading the way, or at least carving out a path on how Democrats need to start responding to some of these Republicans. And we'll talk about that as well. I also want to talk about, and, and what we'll do, we'll tie in the Gavin Newsom thing with the video an audio that I'm going to play of Malcolm X and what he says about black leaders. And it's so profound. And he's talking about a lot of black leaders that we've, I mean, black people that we've grown up with to love. But are they leadership material? And this is what I've been saying about black preachers today. Are they leadership material? That I, I, Look, you, you got you to gotta flip the script here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And we're running the same type of candidates and they're losing over and over again simply because, not necessarily because because the Republicans don't have a message. We'll talk about that here in a moment. All right? So, let's go ahead and get the, um, the updates out of the way. Of course, in Highland Park, we've talked about that yesterday on the show. How 22-year-old Robert Cremo III decided that he would open fire on a 4th of July parade. The reports are that he was able to evade the authorities right after the shooting because he dressed like a woman. So... That was interesting because the description that they had given said that it was a white male in a blue shirt. Well, clearly it wasn't. And I know under pressure like that, you're you're trying to get an answer for people. But that was way off. Somehow or another, I guess they traced the gun, realized who he was because he left the high-powered rifle there. By the way, the reports of people that were on the scene, and there were some doctors on the scene, who said that this rifle, when the bullets hit its intended victims, they basically exploded. The scene was horrific. The doctor talked about, although he had never been in war, he had seen pictures of what war does to the human body. He said some of the victims looked that way. 
Seven people killed, 30 people injured, some seriously. By the way, they were able to apprehend this vicious suspect without incident. Without incident. Let me pause to talk about Akron just for a moment. Y'all mind? We'll get back to this here in a second. But isn't it a little disturbing to you? Uh, and what about my white Christian friends? Is it a little disturbing to you guys that black people get killed at traffic stops and white people go on mass murder hunts and they get to go to Burger King? Uh, is that a little peculiar to you? I'm, I'm just asking for a friend. Because it sure as hell peculiar to me. Let me let me juxtapose these two murders with these two individuals. One who was clearly, as I said yesterday, black people are afraid of the police. They'll lie to you and talk tough. But black people don't want anything to do with police. Nothing. Even if you know you're illegal, you don't want the police stopping you. You don't want them talking to you. Nothing. White people are just the opposite. Hello, officer. How are you doing tonight? Hope you have a great day. Black people pretend like they don't even see the police. But here's the thing is, black people see police all the time, but they ignore that they see them and they keep their eyes on them. It's like if I'm driving down the street and a police is sitting off in the cut somewhere, I start watching my rearview mirror because I want to see if that cop pulls out. If I'm driving down the street and he's in one lane and I'm in another and I go by him, I'm watching my rearview mirror. I want to see what his actions are. And every black person that I know does the same damn thing. White people don't do that. Some may, but the majority of them don't because they understand that police are their friends. Police are here to protect them. That's why they can kill a black man, allegedly committed a traffic violation. He attempted to flee the traffic stop. He was shot at least 60 times. He was basically executed. 25 years old. But our murderer... 22 years old, allegedly killed. Now we know seven people, 30 plus in the hospital, attempted to flee from a traffic stop too because remember, he was in a car. He tried to flee. No shots fired. We know he was armed. No shots fired. Here's a man that we know just killed six people and caused a panic at a 4th of July celebration. No shots fired. You see, this is what annoys black people about white Christians. This is to my white Christian friends who get mad at me. This is what I mean by you all being an oxymoron. 
You're inconsistent. You're incongruent. You, you, one of these things are not like the other. What we do know is that we've seen over and over and over and over again where black people who are at a traffic stop ends up dead. And those police officers get off scot-free. No one goes to jail. And all we hear from white people and the white community and the police is, well, they should have complied. And as I said yesterday on the show, what disturbs me more about this Raylan Walker situation is the fact that they were close enough to shoot a taser at him. So they had to see nothing was in his hands. I'm waiting for someone to ask that question. Taser's effectiveness are only 10 feet. Now tell me that officer didn't know that. Tell me he didn't go through taser training. You tell me that they did not say that you have to be within 10 feet. So are you telling me that you're within 10 feet of someone and you can't see what's in their hands and it's six of you or more? No one could see what was in his hands, which apparently was nothing. They're saying that he had a weapon, but the weapon was in the car. The other question that I have, was the weapon fired? Those are, those are two significant questions that no one is asking. Was the weapon fired? And why is it that you didn't see when you tried to tase him? And by the way, how many officers attempted to use the taser on him? Was it one? Was it two? How close in proximity were you all to Mr. Walker when he attempted, when your fellow officer attempted to tase him? How close were you all with your fellow officer? And none of you all could look at his hands and tell that he didn't have a gun in his hand. And why Christians think this is okay. And there are some black bootlickers out there who thinks this is okay. Because here's what they're saying. Well, they should have complied. Well, let me ask you something. Do you believe in the Constitution of the United States? If you're saying he should have complied and because his lack of compliance, he deserved the death penalty. Do you believe in the Constitution of the United States? I'm just asking for a friend. You know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions from friends. So they say, hey, Dave, will you ask this question? So I'm asking for a friend. Do you believe in the Constitution of the United States? And basically what I'm talking about, every man is innocent until proven guilty. Cops should not be able to be the judge, the jury, and executioners. They should not be allowed to simply wantonly shoot somebody 60-something times. At least 90 rounds were fired at this man. That was an execution. Those were unprofessional police who need to be fired they don't need to be on a force. So can y'all ask those questions for me? How close were you when you tried to tase him? And you know you had to be pretty close because you know the effectiveness of a taser is only 10 feet. How close were your colleagues? Each one of them who fired shots. How close were they to you when you fired the taser? And 
Did you see a gun in his hand when you fired the taser? Those are questions that need to be asked. This is what's disturbing about this. And this is what makes it even more disturbing. It continues to happen. And when you juxtapose some of the other instances like this Cremo guy who just gunned down poor innocent victims and he's able to survive the arrest and black people for basic traffic, traffic stops are being wantonly murdered. If you don't think something's going on within America, you're wrong. You're not paying attention. And as a matter of fact, you don't want to know that something's going on in America. Herein lies a problem with white Christians. Herein lies the problem. Because I don't care what you say. If cops are so afraid that they are going to be killed, then you don't need those types of cops on the force. Because stuff like this happens. If you're so afraid, because clearly to, to unload, I mean, six cops, let's say here, you got what? I don't know. These cops have these big magazines. Let's say if each cop has 11 rounds, you've got six. That's 66 shots right there. So did somebody stop and reload? Or were these magazines the 17 clip rounds? It could have been. Six cops, 90 shots. Y'all get that, right? So on average, the cop had to, those cops had to shoot at least 12 times. What's wrong with this picture? This is what's so disturbing to me. And I find it fascinating that everybody, when you look at the news, you notice that what the news is doing? They're focusing on those poor white victims in, in um, Hyde Park, Highland Park. That's what they're doing. They're focusing on those poor white victims. They don't care about this black man who got executed with 90 shots. Oh, we'll do one little story on it, but let's, let's spend the whole day talking about the killing in Highland Park because those were white people. You don't even focus on the fact that here we have another white male and the first thing you want to say, well, it's mental illness. No, it isn't. If white people are massacring, massacring white people, why isn't it mental illness when a black kid who's 16 kills another black kid? Because see, that black kid in all likelihood has seen maybe one of his friends or family members suffer the same fate. And that black kid might be suffering from PTSD. Why isn't that mental illness? Why is it that you take those black kids and you lock them up and you throw away the key? You never mentioned mental illness. You never talked about mental illness until white folks started killing white folks randomly. Because y'all are so perfect. No, it, it couldn't be white supremacy could it it couldn't be hatred we know now that the kid 
in Highland Park apparently cased this joint. He was smart enough because we know that he escaped by dressing himself up as a woman. This was a predominantly Jewish community in Highland Park. That's not mental illness, folks. It's just not. You meticulously case the joint, just like the boy in Buffalo. You planned it out. That ain't mental illness. That's hatred. Now, they don't want to say that, oh, he did it because those were Jews up there. But you kind of can jump to that conclusion, can you? When you go back and look at his social media accounts, what is he? He's a Trump acolyte. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Huh? It ain't mental illness. And someone for and for someone like me who suffered from mental illness at one point in his life, thank God I'm over it. It's 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 a it just angers me. Speaking of which, before we go to break, I need to say this. So today I was at lunch, and there was the place I was at, there was a young female in there that was clearly suffering from mental illness, real mental illness, talking to herself in gibberish. You could barely understand her. She was black. And although annoying, because I typically now, it'd be so hot, I typically would eat at the establishment. Okay? So it was annoying to me. I was on my phone trying to do some research, and, you know, her noises and her clips and whatever the noises she was making was annoying. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. A black guy came in who was homeless as well, looked at her and said, you need to shut up. And that sent her off. But there was a white guy that was sitting there on his computer at the time. Didn't, I didn't really pay attention to him. I knew he was there because what I do when I go in joints now, I case the joint. And I look, I pay, I always sit with my back against the wall and I pay attention to white boys. I pay attention to everyone, but particularly white boys. And this guy started screaming at her, you need to shut the F up or get the F out of here. And I looked at him and I said, man, no, you need to shut the F up. I said, clearly you can look at her and see that there are some issues. He said, well, I'm trying to do some work. Well, maybe this is not the place where you ought to be doing some work. But even though that young woman was clearly mentally, I, I guess you could say, ill, clearly she was, I wasn't going to let him disrespect that sister. And all while I'm talking to him, I don't think she ever got what I did. I don't really care. But for him to go off on that sister like that, knowing clearly that she has issues, no. I wasn't going to stand for it. And that's what we need to do all the time. I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but I have had enough of white people disrespecting black people. 
And you should have had enough also. And it's not going to happen on my watch. It's just not. And by the way, had he wanted to play Billy Badass, he'd have gotten he would have gotten a surprise. We'll take a break. And by the way, I'm not trying to be tough or anything like that. I'm simply saying is that you saw that young woman was in distress. You saw that there were some issues going on. It was clear. Even when I went in before I ordered, she was already in there and you could see her. You could hear her. And you, a white boy, going to start snapping on this, this poor, innocent, homeless, mentally ill person? Not on my watch. Back in a moment. Black Focus Radio, and the weekly sports magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about joinedradio.com, and if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian-quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you'll shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. All right, so I want to make sure that I play this piece by Malcolm X and Leaders. And I'm going to play it in just a moment, but I want you all also to understand what I've been saying for quite some time now. And that is that the Democratic leadership is feckless. It's feckless. Okay? It does nothing for its constituents except beg you to vote and make campaign donations. That's about it. And I've been saying for a while now that you have got to start fighting fire with fire. And over the weekend, lo and behold... The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, apparently has had enough. Okay? He made a campaign ad basically telling, um, and he's, by the way, running it in Florida, that targets Ron DeSantis and invites Floridians to move to California. Okay? Now, the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, was on uh, CNN the other day and was asked about the new ad. And DeSantis, and the ad, by the way, is the 32nd piece that's slamming DeSantis over a wave of new legislation targeting LBTQ rights, voter rights, critical race theory, and abortion. And what Murphy said is, I think we need to stand up and be accounted and make sure we remind folks around the country, if you value values, come to states like New Jersey, and I suspect that's exactly what Newsom, Governor Newsom has in mind in terms of California values. He said the U.S. is still the greatest place on, nation on earth, but that war has been declared by a right-wing Supreme Court block against American women with the court's decision to overturn Roe. He also criticized the court on other things as well. Murphy spoke about this ad and two other bills that, that's coming to play. And if you haven't seen this ad, and I'm, I'm trying to find it right now because I played it earlier today just to listen to it. And there's a reason. I don't know if I like Gavin Newsom or not, but is he laying the groundwork for how Democrats should fight? Is he? I'm asking the question here. I 
I'm trying to find this ad. I want you all to hear it. Because it makes all the sense in the world. And I'm looking at, and they bought some ad space in Florida, according to the reports that I'm seeing. So let's see. Here is one, and I don't know if it's going to play it or not, but this particular article says, Gavin Newsom's new ad is cringeworthy. Now, I don't know what, this is from the California Globe. All right. And this has to be a right-wing rag as well because uh, they are showing pictures of the homelessness in California. Well, guess what, folks? You can go to any state in the union and the homelessness is rampant. In fact, Tennessee state legislature had the temerity, had the temerity to pass a law that made homelessness illegal. So is that supposed to make it disappear? As opposed to making sure that people have a place, a decent, livable place, livable wages. Right now in Nashville, Tennessee, all the median income people are basically out of Nashville. Can't find homes. Okay? So, God, I... Man, I know I saw this ad somewhere. Uh, let me try one other place, just for the heck of it. Because you really need to hear it. Because what I'm trying to get you all to understand here is that the Democratic Party isn't fighting back. And Gavin Newsom is fighting back. He's clearly had enough. He's clearly had enough. So he's fighting back. And I'm going to segue from this into what Malcolm was talking about. Because it is important for us to understand that those who we identify as our leaders have got to lead. You're there for a purpose. You, you, you have to say and do certain things. Yeah, it's going to make people uncomfortable, but that's what leading is all about. That's what leading is all about. So, we'll see what happens here. We'll see if Democrats take this on. I'm proud that someone, uh, I just I just saw, uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. But I'm proud that someone has decided that, hey, We've had enough of this getting kicked and not turn and turning the other cheek. We've had enough of this. We're gonna we're gonna fight back. And it's 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 about darn time. It's about time. I can't find this this audio. I'm sorry. I, I I I didn't plan to play it, and then I'm playing. Now I'm playing. Now I'm playing it, so I can't find it. But let me do this, because I want you all to understand where I'm going. Malcolm X talked about who we put in leadership, and we've talked about this before as well. 
when you think about leadership, and I don't want to steal Malcolm's thunder by any stretch of the imagination, so why don't I do this? Let me go ahead and get this clip set up. And we'll play it so you all can understand what I'm talking about. And this is why I've been so critical of our black preachers who are running for office. Here's Malcolm. This included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader, or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the white community and or over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to hear. I just told you. You get that? Go back and look at our history. Other than those in the King movement and they did everything that they could. But most of the so-called leaders in our community, the voices of our community, have not been people of scholar. He's right. They've been musicians. They've been they've been they've been um, uh, comedians. They've been and he mentioned Lena Horne and Dick Gregory and a number of those people. And look, I love all of those folks, but we have to look at it critically. When you go to the white community, who are their leaders? Think about that. We send people to office in our community because they made a name for themselves. That's part of the issue of leadership here. We send people who just, oh, he, you know, he's a preacher, so yeah, he, 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 he can legislate. He don't have any, any idea of law. He's, he's not scholarly in law. He can certainly preach the word to you. But when it comes to legislating law, when it comes to putting forward bills, when it comes to having the hard debates against racist white people, are our, are our black leaders prepared to do that? And I would argue that based on the results, I would say no. I would say no. You say, well, wait a minute, David. Look at Dr. King. Yeah? Look at Dr. King. What did exactly Dr. King get done? Quite a bit. Civil rights legislation. But even after the fact, before he was killed, he realized that what he had capitulated to, and his words were, and I quote, I believe I've led my people into a burning house. Unquote. That was Dr. Martin Luther King. That was a leader. Because, see, a leader can start a path and believe wholly in that and then realize that he's going down the wrong path and say, I made a mistake. That's leadership. Not continue to go down that path the way the Republicans do and, you know, torpedoes be damned. 
And not only that, a leader has got to be willing to stand and fight for those of which he leads. He can't he can't be be mold or uh, or 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 put aside simply because of his faith. This is why separation of church and state, in my opinion, is so important. We in the black community typically send preachers as our representatives. If he loves the Lord, yeah, he can lead. No, he can't. Or no, she can't. The proof is in the pudding. Look at our history. Where's that leadership? But we've been we've been conjoled and 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 and, and I know I know a lot of my brothers and sisters who are preachers cringe when I talk about these things. But I know right now a guy who is a black preacher who is a Republican. I I'll I'll call his name Iverson Jackson. How can you be a black preacher and you're a Republican? They're not leading. They don't care. that This is part, look, right now, Raphael Warnock has the, has the fortune to be in a predominantly black district, representing Dr. Martin Luther King, preaching at his church. All of that stuff works for Raphael Warnock. But Raphael Warnock has not said one thing about Herschel Walker. What Raphael Warnock is doing is depending on Herschel Walker's ignorance. Because Herschel Walker is burying himself by every time he opens his mouth. And then you throw in his kid. It's a double whammy for Herschel. So right now, Raphael Warnock is leading by 10 points. He should win that seat. But you haven't heard anything out of Warnock's mouth that exposes Herschel Walker for the liar that he is. Haven't heard a damn thing. Because Warnock is a man of God. I'm not going to beat a man when he's down. I'm going to apply the word. White people apply the word too. Only if it fits their end. We hadn't figured that out yet. By the way, that word that you're applying was created by white people. I often ask my Christian friends, if white people are praying to God for one thing, to keep you oppressed, and you are praying to God to be free, who will that God answer? I never get an answer to that. I say all this because I'm talking about, I'm headed towards Chris Jones. And I'm going to keep talking about this. I've made a request to come on for him to be on my show. They have not responded. I'm not doing this because of that. But I just think the path that the Democratic Party is on, especially here in Arkansas, is set up for failure. And I just wonder if it's done by design. I've often said since I've moved back to the area that I believe that the Arkansas Democratic Party is nothing more than closet Republicans. Because you don't attack these people. The Democratic Party alone ought to be running ads against Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Leslie Rutledge. It doesn't matter if they get reelected. You ought to be putting in the minds of people who are voting that, hey, y'all are not what we want. 
And now that so much is changing as it relates to this January 6th committee, somebody ought to be saying something. Somebody ought to, as I've said over and over again, that albatross ought to be, no, not just that albatross, multiple albatrosses should be hanging around their necks. Sarah Huckabee Sanders makes a statement, um, well, I want kids to be as safe in the womb as they are in the schools. Attack! Your surrogates ought to be wearing her out. Are they? Are they? If you're going to pray and fight, that's fine. I want you to pray and fight. I don't want you to pray and go shake hands and capitulate and give in. That seems to be what the Democratic Party does when you're running these ministers. Where's the, where, where's the fire and brimstone against your Republican opponent as it is in the pulpit when you're damning people to hell because of sin? Chris Jones, I'm asking for a friend. In fact, I'm asking for multiple friends. Because we have these conversations. Look, I'm not attacking your character. I think you're a good brother. I think your 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 uh, resume, as I've said over and over again, is fantastic. You compare Sarah Huckabee Sanders' resume resume to Chris Jones' resume, it doesn't even compare. Why would she even be considered running governor? Because she was a mouthpiece for a lion insurrectionist president why would we even want that person even if, if it's another person why would we even want that person that one who has admitted that she lies to the, 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 the American people why would we even want her representing the state of Arkansas Why will, it's clearly, even if you watch her ads it's clear that this woman is being fed information When are the debates going to take place? Whether I get, I will be surprised if, if Sarah Huckabee Sanders debates Chris Jones one time. And if she does it once, she's not going to do it a second time. Because she is a flawed candidate. And the Jones campaign needs to be riding her butt. You don't need to be waiting till a month out before the election. Get your surrogates out there and start wearing her out. And even if you may not win, because the odds are that you're not going to win, but any chance that you have to win is that you've got to increase her negatives. And it's not that hard to do. And the other thing is, you don't have to lie. And every time you catch her in a lie, I would pull a Reagan, a Reagan quote on her. There you go again, Sarah. Telling stuff that's untrue. I see you're still doing the same things you did during the Trump administration. Smack! Hello? <laughs> I'm playing hardball here. And if you want to win this race, Chris Jones, you need to start playing hardball. But the problem 
problem that's been, as Malcolm was talking about, is that we are putting the wrong people out there to run for office. We're not pitting people out there who want to fight. We're putting people out there because this seems to be a good candidate. And then the other thing is that it is white Democrats who are choosing these black people. Oh, let's get a black preacher. He'll be palpable for the white community. He'll be palpable for the white. Look, I think about Chicago and their mayor. Ill, clearly a lesbian. Talks noise. When I go to Chicago now, I like, I like the mayor. She's a fighter. Part of the reason, people didn't care about the fact that she was a lesbian. People listened to what was coming out of her mouth. And she was a kick-ass and take-names later mayor. She ain't been perfect. But you know what the black people said in Chicago and those people uh, that were in the minority? Man, at least this sister will fight. Those other Democrats won't. There are plenty of examples across the nation where that Democrats should be using. People say Lori would never win. She's a lesbian and she's black. And look, Lori, look, you got to be honest, she don't look that hot. She's not nice on the eyes. Them bulging eyeballs and that hair sticking up in the air, you know, you know. Lori don't look that hot. But guess what? Them folks love them some Lori in Chicago. They love her. Is she flawed? Of course she is. But you know what they love about her more? And I go by what my daughter says. And as I, when I visit Chicago and I hear comments from other people, she's a fighter. Those are the types of people that are going to get those Democrats off the couch and into the voting booth. Y'all hadn't figured that out yet. And that's why you keep losing races. Because you're too busy trying to be nice. I'm a good candidate. I get up every morning and brush my teeth. And I comb my hair. And I shower at night. And then I shower in the morning. I use smell good soap. I'm a nice guy. I'll pray for you. Come on, brother. We may disagree, but let's pray together. And while you're praying with your, eye, your eyes closed, he's stealing everything out of your house. That's the Republican Party. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. 
she can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We're open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show. It's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Last segment of the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. I'd certainly like to have you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Give me a call. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Don't forget to download the podcast. Spread the word. Send links out. I don't care what you do. Tell somebody. (laughs) We're talking about leadership. We're talking about what is a leader. A leader, in my opinion, knows how to fight and when to fight. A leader, in my opinion, understands how to convince his people to walk the path that he's walking. Sometimes it's going to get tough. Sometimes it's going to get hairy. But you got to have instill enough confidence in those people that you are leading that they're going to follow you. Whether you like it or not, that's that's how Barack Obama was. In my opinion, Barack Obama squandered his leadership, especially in the black community. Because... As much as he's loved, even still today, 
Man, you look at it now, he could have done so much more, but he didn't. And I consider Barack Obama a pretty decent leader. I don't think he's a great leader. Because a leader supports those who supports him. And a Barack Obama it was in office because of black people. Now, white people voted for him too. But if those black folks would not have come out to vote, Obama would not have run two consecutive presidencies. That's what scared white folks. Okay? So what I'm saying to you is the leaders that you appoint, it doesn't even matter on what level. It could be it could be the local dog catcher. If he's running for office, he needs to be able to articulate what he's going to do, how he's going to lead you, how he's going to stand up against the status quo. Chris Jones hadn't done that. Chris Jones is too busy having parades up in Northwest Arkansas. See, here's what I know about a lot of redneck white folks. They'll glad hand you all day long. And they'll go and sit around the picnic table and say, you know what? That Chris Jones, he was a nice fella, wasn't he? Woo, dog, I like him. Strong handshake. Nice fella. But he's still a nigga. Excuse my vernacular. Which means I ain't voting for him. <laughs> if you didn't figure that out. So what Chris Jones ought to be doing, if I'm him, I'm spending a whole lot of time in central Arkansas. Yeah, you got to cover the whole state. But I'm beating the bushes in central Arkansas. I'm getting every... Vote in every nook and cranny out. If you black, you can't, see, you can't meet me at a church, Chris Jones, and preach to me because I don't go to church like a whole lot of other black folks in this city. So are you coming to the hood, Chris Jones? When was the last time Chris Jones was in the hood? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm not trying to be critical. I'm trying to get a brother some advice. When you coming to the hood, Chris Jones? When you coming to Otter Creek and Southwest Little Rock and Wright Avenue, High Street, I said High Street, I meant Martin Luther King. When you going to come be a guest on Black Focus Radio or Buffalo Radio, Chris Jones, when you, or, or any of the other black stations, now we know that the other black station is not black owned. But when are you going to do that, brother? Because we are your backbone. You cannot assume that we're going to vote for you. And here's the one thing that a lot of people are saying. Every time I see an ad for Chris Jones, he's surrounded by white folks. He doesn't seem to care about black folks. Now, we know that's not true because he's black, got a beautiful family, all of that stuff. But you don't want to shake our hand, apparently. That's what some people are saying. When you going to make appearance in Little Rock other than at a church? What about Pine Bluff? Pine Bluff has lost 12.5% of its population within the last 10 years. What are you going to do about Pine Bluff? That's a predominantly black minority city. 30 minutes to our southeast. What are you going to do about Pine Bluff, Chris Jones? Why aren't you campaigning down there those people vote too 
I'm just asking a question for a friend. <laughs> Somebody pass this along to Chris Jones, please. Will y'all? Because he ain't hearing me. We got to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again tomorrow. Here's a quote by Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II. We must stop saying southern states are red states. They are voter suppression and racially gerrymandered states where the demographics now provide a path to change if we build a movement and mobilize. If this wasn't true, extremists wouldn't be fighting and cheating so hard. I've got to get Reverend Dr. William Barber on the show. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Noon to 2 p.m. every day on joinedradio.com. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinedradio.com.